Good evening, everyone. My name is, is Memphis Blanc. I am the cousin of Terroir Blanc. He has a new movie out today, and the movie is called Blossom of My Dark Mystery. It comes out only for a week today, starting today, all the way until the 30th. And I'm sorry, but I guess Scott didn't tell me about that today, did he? He did mention he was going to be seeing something, but I guess he didn't uh, mention that his cousin. Oh, not his cousin, but uh, Monsieur Blanc's cousin was showing up today. But alas, that's not a not a big issue. The movie is going to be starring, I do recall, Dale Craig playing Detective Benoit Blanc, Edward Norton, who plays Miles Blanc, a tech billionaire, Janelle Monet, the son of Brown, a tech entrepreneur, Miles X's ex business partner, partner, who's also known as Andy, Catherine Hahn, who plays Claire DeBella. A governor of Connecticut now running for the Senate, Leslie Odom Jr., who plays Lionel Toussaint, Toussaint, I believe, Toussaint, Toussaint, as that is who works for Miles, uh, Jim, Jesse Henwick, who plays Peg, but his assistant, I don't know who that is, Christy, who's being played by Madeline Pine, a digital friend, YouTube channel assistant, off, Kate Hudson, who plays Bertie J, a former supermodel turned fashion designer, Mr. B- Mr. Dave Bautista, who plays Duke Cody, a YouTube star and men's rights activist. Oh, great, we have someone that's freaking like that Gavin McGinnis in in New Tutorial, I guess, from the Crab Boys, I guess. Oh, boy. Then we have Ethan Hawke as Miles and Butler. We also have Dallas Rockets as close husbands and husband. And we also have Jackie Hoffman as as Duke's mother. We also have George Gillavin, who voices Miles. uh, who voices Miles Clark and a few others like Hugh Grant, Serena Williams, Yo-Yo Ma, and Natasha Leone all play, uh, well, make appearances in their final film appearances, apparently. Oh, oh, in their final appearances, Steve Sondheim and Andrew Lansbury portray themselves in a video chat. I guess it's the last ones before they passed away, sadly. But that is the, the case, I guess, when it comes to certain things like this. But the movie is out for a limited release. As of this week, I guess. I don't know if it's a one night only thing, but it's apparently one week until the 30th. So you have until the 30th to see this movie in theaters. But, anyways, what do I know? All I know is that Scott asked me to do this for him. I'm like, what am I, what am I doing? I'm not a podcaster, Scott. But um, he asked me to do it as a personal favor because I, I remember from a while back when. Uh, he asked me to post, yeah, I was asked to put. he asked, I asked him to pose for me at a casino venture for a murder mystery a few years back, but, um, that's a few years ago. Until then, like, since then, eh, nothing else has happened. But I do know he's been, uh, someone that asked me to do so, so I came down and I said, okay, I'll return the favor. I was very busy today, but alright, I'll return the favor for him. But anyways, I hope you all enjoy this. This is part one. Part two will be out after he's after I've seen the film for him. But alas, that is when I finish the film. Apparently, this film is going to be two hours and nineteen minutes. Oh, joy, 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 joy! I'm going to be out of the theater after midnight, so it will be midnight with confessionals, I guess. Oh, joy! Let's go do these things. I don't know. But I do know he likes the movies. He couldn't make it today. That's okay. You'll probably see it on Netflix. Or something like that.
Anyways, I will be seeing you all very soon. Hope you all don't mind my voice. It is a bit between Irish and British. That's the case, I guess. I'll see you all soon. A fair warning for those that want to listen to this podcast. I do believe that this was not mentioned in the beginning. This is a spoiler podcast. There will be a very bit on spoiler alerts for the movie Glass and A Knives Out Mystery. The original review will be starting in 3, 2, 1. Oh, hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, everyone. Back to Midnight Movie Professionals. It is literally as I am leaving the theater about 12.25 in the morning. I have just finished watching Knives Out 2, also known as Glass Lightning and Knives Out Mystery. And this film was fantastic. It's been something that I know my, uh, my friend Scott was talking about for a long time. He was wanting to see it for ages. He sadly will not be seeing it today, but that's okay. I came in uh, for a favor for him, but that's fine. I'm doing it for him. But anyways, this review. <sighs> How am I to talk about Knives Out? More or less, this is basically an Agatha Christie sort of whodunit sort of idea. If you are familiar with those sort of things, a whodunit sort of murder mystery. You're meant to find out who was the actual murderer of this whole situation that has conspired. But you more or less, well, as you watch it, you kind of do see who might be behind it all. But let's get into this, like the whole plot summary. I believe that's what he normally does on his podcast, doesn't he? So anyways, we are meeting, we are seeing a bunch of folks that are given a package. That seems to be a giant puzzle, a puzzle game. Kind of like if you were to play this giant whole thing, an elaborate scheme to go on this murder mystery hunt. But enter Mr. Benoit Blanc, my cousin, played by Daniel Craig, whom is given this puzzle as a, like, at the met, at the door by Hugh Grant, his, uh, I guess his butler or something like that. I'm not too certain on what he is exactly his title. But I do know he is played by Hugh Grant, and it looks like he might be his, his, his assistant or something like that. Especially because Benoit is kind of indisposed in the bathtub for the past couple of days. I think it might be due to the lockdown of 2020 when this movie is set. But it looks to me that is the case for him. But anyways, I do know that while he is investigating what is going on, in this film, it gets more and more a little crazy, if you ask me. It gets in the sense of, like, what is going on, really? It's kind of, like, I don't know how to describe it. But it is quite an interesting experience, nonetheless. More or less, Miles Braun invites all his friends, including Detective Blanc, for a murder mystery party getaway on it, on his private Greek island known as Glass Onion, but more or less, each person is given it in such a weird way, like we get, uh, more or less, like we see a lot of people getting them packages and whatnot, and we see them kind of like trying to figure it all out, and then we find out, oh, it's a, it's a getaway to his murder mystery party weekend, everyone shows up in Greece, I'm guessing... Sparta, or maybe Athens, I'm not too certain where they're actually uh, brought to. But I do know wherever they're brought to, 
they have to go by boat to this bank, this island with a Banksy. I mean, a Banksy designed dock. What is that? I said, hey, what in the hell is that? Why would you do something like that? But anyway, enough about that. We start to get more and more into the details about it all. It looks like one of the, like, it looks like everyone's having a good time. You have Dave Bautista being this uh, YouTube celebrity, social influ- social media influencer who's a bit of a, and, like, meant to be a bit of a goofball, macho, Gavin McGinnis sort of character. And he's not really doing his job very well. I'm sorry for the mix of accents today. I know I'm part Scottish and Irish, but holy mackerel. But anyways, they go through all this. They go through all the discovery of how they got to this whole situation. And more or less, they see this one person that was invited who was uh, Miles Brunt's ex-partner. And she doesn't, she doesn't seem to be the one that should be there at all. And as they get to the island, they see a lot of things going on. There's a lot of people having fun by the pool. She's the only one that doesn't seem to feel comfortable there at all. She just kind of is there seeing things going on. But we have to kind of sit back and flow through the movie with her as well and kind of just let her do her thing and just kind of let it keep going, I guess. And just keep going and going and going until the finale kind of becomes the reality, I guess. But anyways... As she is progressing through this, as well as Detective Blanc and the viewers, like myself here, we all have to watch and learn what is going on, and it's not easy to do. Not at all. No, not at all. At all. No. But anyways, as this is progressing, we see how everyone has gone through, like I mentioned. But anyways, we also see that uh, Miles... Didn't invite Mr. Blanc, Mr. Blanc, the fifth of Blanc, my cousin, to the party. It seems he was given the package mysteriously, but then we see through certain revelations and whatnot that he instead did not actually get the package itself. He got something else completely. He was given the package by someone else completely for no reason but uh, our own sort of answering, I guess, or questioning. Anyways, we find this the, to be the case of why was he given this when everyone else is here? He even sees that Miles has a vehicle that's parked up, parked outside of his office in the glass, like the detective boxes, and it's parked outside of his office. Like, it's just kind of there. But how does he get it there? That's the real question, I wonder. He don't really give us a whole, like, he says there's no rules on the island, but how would he? Park his car there to begin with. I have no idea. It doesn't really make sense to me. But anyways, as this happens, we do see the other things that are happening in the film. Like we see uh, the, the murder or mystery party start to begin a little bit. But Detective Blanc does kind of uh, deduce what's actually going to happen. Just so easily. And it's kind of cheapened. The uh, fact that it's like a total cliche, like he's never done these things before. But if you've seen the original film, like I have, and my friend Scott has, you'll know that he is a detective for sure. But he's going to suspect foul play, and he's going to do all these things. Like I got this Christie novel where you 
more or less find out that he's the one behind it all. When he's not behind it all, he's just done this. And that's what I don't like about that cliche. But he does get invited up to his off up to Miles' office. And afterwards they start talking about it all. And they go back down to the party. Where we see everyone having a fun time. Everyone's having drinks and cocktails because he's offered everyone a cocktail. Except for uh what's her name again? For um for Andy, because I'm on a brand. Meanwhile, like as this progresses, this whole conversation and whatnot happens, everyone's conversing. She uh, kind of stands up and says, "You're all at fault for me being here. You're the ones to blame for the trial where I lost everything." And unbeknownst to what everyone's about to happen, we see that uh, Batista's character, Duke Cody, uh, has a. Uh, somehow dies all of a sudden from drinking a, his cocktail. We'll find out what happens later. I'll tell you later. Like I said, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast review. And now, since that is the case, we find ourselves in an, an actual murder and a mystery behind it all. And to assume what happened, we do have some subtle hints on what exactly happened and why this was the case, but. Uh, not enough to actually go on and say this is what actually happened. Not yet, at least. Not if I have anything to say about it, if you ask me. But anyways, this is the case where we have to figure out who is behind it all. Everyone assumes it's Brandy, or Andy, not Brandy. Everyone thinks it's Andy. We also see some flashbacks to where it all started with all them all drink up together where she was the actual tech entrepreneur and the one that started the idea where Miles is the one that took her idea. She sued him after he was trying to take this idea of using hydrogen to fuel up everything around the world, even electronics basically making the entire world the Hindenburg if you ask me, which is a stupid idea very stupid very flippin' stupid. But what can I do about that? I can't do much about it. I'm just one person. I just think the idea is very stupid. Very, very stupid. But he decides to go for it anyways. And, well, what can I say? It might work, but one open flame and it's game over for everyone. Completely over. No one will be able to survive that, if you ask me, and that's kind of heartbreaking. But anyways, as uh, the clock strikes 10, we have another uh, sort of mystery happening. And the lights go out completely dark. And everyone's trying to figure out what the hell happened. Who's doing all these ransacking these rooms. And we also think that it might be Andy that's behind it all as well. For this case, who might have poisoned oh, poor Cody? But I don't think that is the case. As I have said, this movie is going to be this movie review is going to be very spoiler heavy. And again, I can't help that. That's just how I do things for Scott. And honestly, Scott has asked me to do these things before. Now on the podcast. Anyways, has a Get excited about here. I do apologize for that. 
I do notice a few things that are wrong. Far less. The governor, Claire DeBella, who's running for uh, the Senate in Connecticut, is actually um, having some dirty laundry aired because of uh, Miles. And a few others have. Everyone has something to hide in a sense. Except for myself and my monkey. <laughs> nice Bill's reference. I do that here for Scott, because you'll probably hear this later on in the future. If he does decide to. Anyways, doesn't matter. So, he does this. Everyone knows they all have something on Miles, and Miles has something on them. And they're all kind of knitted together like a spider's web, in a sense. Because of the fact that, one, they're all friendly. They're all grouped together. So they all have to have this um, element, I guess you could say, together. To stay, to stick together. Because they can't do much about it. If they try to do something for another, they might get themselves into trouble. And that's something they, not something they want to do. But as there was, do more searching and more uh, discoveries about everything. We think that uh, the drink was switched by Miles, and we all blame Miles for it, but actually, like, the other thing is that it does happen, and we then discover that his gun is, like, that uh, Cody's gun is messing, because he's a bit of a macho man that needs to have a gun in his crotch, it seems. It's kind of gross, if you ask me. Who needs that? Who needs that? doesn't matter how built, how muscular, how muscular you are. It doesn't seem right. Anyways, we find them. We find this uh, finding out that someone like we find him finding Andy again, talking to Andy, and Andy gets shot. And we think, oh no, another thing has happened. I believe uh, we have Lionel, the tech guy, whom I haven't really talked about. Like the scientist who works with Miles. Alerted the authorities that we need someone now for this whole situation at hand to show up and say, hey, we need help now more than ever because two people have died. But it is all a ruse, actually, because we go, we fast forward, we rewind a little bit and go huge flashback into how actually everything happened. Where Hugh Grant's character, I'm guessing the butler for, uh, Benoit Blanc, I believe it was. Yeah, it was Hugh Grant. He makes an appearance as uh, his butler, I guess, or his assistant. Housekeeper, maybe. But anyways, he shows up and accepts a package for Benoit, whom actually does talk to the person that he's needed to talk to. And lo and behold, it is Andy's sister. Andy's sister uh, has an issue and she wants... Benoit's help in the situation because we find out that she's been murdered and he wants ben, she wants Benoit's help to figure out who actually killed her sister, Andy. So as a whole ploy, they disguise, they disguise themselves as, like she disguises herself as Andy and then uses the device that she was given at Andy's home to be given to Benoit Blanc, who then can say he was invited mysteriously without any way of knowing who actually did it when he does know who did it. It was Andy's sister. 
who has brought her to who has brought him to Grace to help out with this investigation that she needs to have to get her uh, justice that she wants. So apparently, she had a letter that she sent to everyone, faxed it to Miles, emailed to everyone else, more or less. And after she does this act, it seems that uh, someone tried to kill Cody and ram him right off the road with a car. And a few other things, he's the first one to arrive to investigate and ask what the hell's going on. But we do see that uh, Andy's sister and Benoit decide to play, not really Clue, but kind of use the idea of Clue of these suspects and see the motives and the opportunities that they may have. Uh, Whiskey, uh, Duke's partner at the time, Whiskey is also thinking, maybe I'm the one that's behind it all. Maybe I poison my own uh, boyfriend. But she's uncertain about that. Honestly, if you ask me, this whole movie is very odd. It's very odd. Other than the accent. Aye. But anyways, the movie gets into a such a spectacle about it all. And we don't really know who's really behind it all, but we get more and more other stories as time progresses through this. We see the senator, um, the social media influencer, who I forgot her name right off the bat. Oh, um, Birdie, I think her name is. She's someone that actually, Birdie J, she was a former supermodel turned fashion designer who's had a few controversial situations and her assistant Peg is also helping out the situation at hand. But they notice um, they all got the email, like this letter about like she actually has the information to say, yes, he stole it all from me. I want you to prove like prove otherwise in, like again in court but we don't get to. So Andy's sister, like I said with Benoit, decided to play a bit of a, like, she, like, in turn, has views as a pawn for Benoit himself to basically say, do some investigating for me, because this is your case, in a sense, not mine. I'm just the pawn in your game. But in turn, he turns it around onto her to say, you're my pawn now. You're going to do this for me, so I, in turn, can help you more. Which, if you ask me, is a very smart move, if you ask me. Very smart indeed from her, to, from him to do on her. But anyways, as he has done such the act, we found out more and more as time progresses. And we also notice in the heat of the moment that uh, the gun was missing from Cody. And in turn, you like, I guess someone tries to shoot her, but she instead had her sister's diary, a journal, whatever you want to call it, that uh, she used to protect herself from being killed. But they in turn use it to frame, like, to pretend that she is dead, so they could alert the authorities even better for two people dead. And that is kind of an interesting case, if you ask me. Due to the fact that one, it's like, why would they do such a thing? Why would they need to do such an act? 
But, again, this is the part of the movie that really gets good and intense, if you ask me. Just due to the fact that, one, it's just something that happens. And it just, it gets more and more goofy, if you ask me. It gets to the point where I don't know what to say. But I have to finish the review, I guess, the podcast. And, anyways, we get to the conclusion, more or less, that Miles shot Andy Sesser, poisoned Andy, and made it look like she killed herself in the back seat of her, in the front seat of her car by just turning on the car and just suffocating, which is not actually true at all. She did not do such the act, but. It was made to look like she did, which if you ask me, is very, uh, suspect if you ask me. But anyways, as, uh, this has happened, we then see all the motives for everyone, like, okay, Cody was winding on to Miles' network, but he couldn't do so because of Miles just not letting him, and everyone is kind of being held by the money that he was support for the senator's election, for a bunch of things like the supermodel having money. Who he'll take? She'll take the money if she also take a fall for her uh, sweatshop for her sweatpants business because she did not know because she was quite incredibly stupid about sweatshops. She thought that's how they made the sweatpants. That's actually thought that's what she thought was the case, but it's actually not true. But anyways, that's what happens. We all find out who the real killer is, and it is Miles. He's the one that killed Andy. And used Cody's gun to make it look like she shot, he's, he shot Andy's sister after she was dead. Oh, after he was already, already dead. But what really puts the kicker into the ice bucket, you could say, or what have you, is the fact that one, the real kicker is... Miles poisoned Cody by using pineapple juice in his cocktail when he knew he was definitely allergic. And that put him into anaphylactic shock and killed him. And since no one knew that was the case because no one was really paying attention to that wall, we find he's actually the one that killed him. And now, my sister, I can't remember her actual name right now. I'm kind of blanking a little bit. But anyways, after that is the case, we see that the whole place is being is being fueled by the hydrogen that Lionel was actually developing to be a clean energy source for for Nigel Braun. But Nigel Braun was such an idiot he didn't think about one open flame with all these things that he had, and he decides to uh, let everything get blown like just. Literally get smashed, all these glass items get completely smashed. Even the liquor table and cabinet, you could say, get smashed up real nice, like. And yet, when they do that, he also uses a, a lighter to get rid of all the evidence that, she ha- that he had for this letter. When he does that, and his sister takes the lighter after she's, she smashed everything. And decides to, uh, more or less, 
light everything on flame, and even the Mona Lisa. So he is in turn guilty for everything that has happened, and he's also guilty for burning one of the most famous paintings of all time, the Mona Lisa. And when he does this, oh boy, the worst comes out. If you ask me, everyone gets like everyone then says, "Yes, I saw him do this. I saw him do that." After this is the case, uh, Benoit goes over to the docks, waiting the police with, I guess, this one stoner that's just kind of hanging around, whatever. Who's just hanging about. I can't remember why he's hanging about, but he just is. But he's just hanging about, anyways. And he's doing whatever. And he also waits for Andy's sister to say, Are you ready to go home? Which she looks up and sees a cigar. Being like, uh, well, besides that, they also see the whole house blow up in flames because of the hydrogen, and more or less everything gets blown away. The entire onion gets exposed, you could say. The whole group of friends are finally admitting to the fact that this guy's a psycho who just killed one of their friends, and the movie ends. And it ends kind of nicely, though, because it ends a lot better than the last one did, if you ask me. But it also ends with a bit of a nice, solid way to end as well. It ends with the song Glass Onion by the Beatles, which actually is what the title kind of got inspired by. And the whole idea of this whole building, this whole island, whatever you want to call it, being Greece and all that, is kind of interesting. But anyways, the whole idea of the fact that it's an onion, shit building more or less and it gets and it's made out of glass and everything just gets destroyed by hydrogen and flame it's just like wow that was unexpected but it happened and it is time for me to wrap up for this film i am sorry if i've done a lot of uh beating around the bush a couple of times there are a few things that i forgot for details but a lot of the characters, there wasn't really much to talk about, if you ask me. There was a few nice cameos, but again, there wasn't enough for me to actually make into a, a review, if you ask me. There wasn't enough to have me just feel justified in talking about it a whole lot, but I had to for Scott's sake. <laughs> like, he asked me to come in and do it. As, ben, as Memphis Park here, I have to uh, give this film for my first time doing this review for him. Knives Out, well, technically Glass and Knives Out, Mystery, quite honestly, was an enjoyable ride. But if I'm to rate it out of 10 like Scott would normally, I have to give this film a 7 out of 10. It wasn't the best, but it was definitely above mediocre. It was definitely one that I think Scott will visit and probably give a better rating. But who knows what the case will be. Or the future will hold for him and for myself. Maybe I'll come back on. I don't really know, quite frankly, if I'll come back to these podcast reviews for Scott. But uh, he asked me to come in. And I have. I feel like I've done my duty. Because hopefully he's happy with what I've given him for a review. Because I did a two-part piece at the beginning. And then the begin before the movie. And then the after. And then after the movie... I do know that I enjoyed watching this movie for Scott. I do think he'll return in a couple weeks' time with Avatar Way of Water, hopefully. I know he didn't do a review for that movie, but he will uh, 
probably talk about that after before he starts having our way of wanted podcast review, possibly. But I want to say thank you very much for listening to me. Listening to me ramble about glassing your knives out misery. I do know this is my first time doing it for Scott, but I can definitely say it was definitely a fun time. Uh, what else can I say? I don't think there's much I could say about it, but I am here doing it for them. And uh, without further ado, I believe this is where I sign out and hope that everyone who's listened to this review had an enjoyable time with it. Listen, enjoyed me rambling on. I do know that uh, I myself as Memphis Block had to uh, bid you all adieu and say this is Benoit Blanc signing out as Scott would normally say with his uh, final word of uh, end transmission, transmission I believe it was. It's hard for me to say it in the accent but again this is Benoit Blanc Signing out. Good night, everyone. End transmission.